Hey everyone, and welcome once again to the Charlotte Dads Group Podcast, the number one rated podcast about dads groups in the Charlotte area. My name is Justin, and as always, I'm joined by Daryl. What's up, guys? And by Chris. Hey, everybody. Well, another day, another great topic that we've got to uh, talk about today. So let's just go ahead and get things started. Uh, Chris, what are we going to be talking about on this episode? Tonight, we are talking about what your family's nighttime routine is, the importance of it, what you do, how do you get kids, one, two, three, however many you have, from dinner to bath to bedtime, and basically, if you as a parent are struggling with this, how can we help? What advice can we as three dads offer that might help you out with that? So first, I'll just, I'll start off by saying... um, I know this is one that's going to vary a lot based on your family, based on what time everything happens, how you do things. And so we may talk about stuff that, you know, you're going, oh, man, I never considered that. And that's great. You know, maybe you'll find some ideas in there. I think the first thing that we want to kind of level set with is what does your family do? So, Justin, you want to start? You're the one with the the newest addition to the family. What does your family do? Well, it's it's definitely changed. Um, You know, my my daughter just hit three months today. So it's been three months of of trying to change uh, or figure out um, the new routine. You know, I do want to start off just by saying to anyone listening, too, that uh, regardless of how many kids you have or what your routine may consist of, I do strongly feel like most things with kids that it's not a necessarily the importance doesn't lie in what your routine is. The importance lies in having a routine in general, you know, and sticking to that script as strictly as possible. Absolutely. You know, we, um, my, my wife working from home, uh, you know, she's, she's off work every afternoon at four 30. So she's downstairs, um, at about four 30, Cause it's just a couple, a couple steps, um, you know, that we play around and we usually have dinner as a family about five 30, uh, me being the at home parent, I cook, uh, for everybody. So, um, my wife and I, not for the baby yet. Uh, and you know, for my son, um, so that's kind of the start of our winding down for the day. We all eat dinner together. Um, then after that, it's a little bit of, uh, of light playtime. Um, we're, we're not good at this yet, but we're trying to make a point of no screen time after dinner. So no TV, no tablet, nothing like that. Just kind of a wind down. Um, sometimes we'll call one of the grandparents uh, from back in California and do that. Um, and then uh, usually around 630, 640 or so, it becomes, okay, time to go upstairs. Um, and therein lies the trouble for me personally, because uh, my son... <laughs> Once I get, we get him upstairs and start the routine of bath, brush your teeth, stuff like that. He's great. But going from downstairs to upstairs, it, uh, that that's where the struggle lies, you know, um, kind of getting it started. Uh, cause sometimes he just doesn't want to go. Um, but you know, we, we give him a bath. Usually we'll give him a bath, um, every other night or so brush his teeth every night, wash his face, uh, and then it's pajamas, say goodnight to mom and baby says my, my wife and I will alternate which one of us puts him down each night, um, literally just one night, uh, you know, switching and then read a couple bedtime stories as he climbs into bed and turn off the lights and say goodnight and that's it. 
all things going according to plan. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It sounds like ours is pretty similar to yours. Um, we do dinner at about six usually and we eat dinner as a family. Um, we're generally going to take a bath. We do bath every night and we go to bath at around seven fifteen, seven thirty. bath, brush teeth, get in PJs, read books, prayers, go to bed. Um, and that usually takes us to she's getting into bed at eight to eight fifteen, somewhere in there. Um, and I will say, I, I like your story, Justin, that there's a there's a struggle getting up the stairs to go to start the process. Ours is never a struggle to start the process, but somewhere in the process, we're going to have a fit. Right. And, and there are probably about half the times where she will be great through the whole thing. And about half the times we have a problem somewhere. And sometimes we have multiple problems. And it could be we don't want to get out of the bathtub. We want to play. It yeah. could be we don't want to get in our pajamas. I'm cold. Yeah. I just got out of the bath. I don't want to take my towel off. I, I, I don't want to get my PJs or I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to open up to brush my teeth. Something is going to happen. And you know what? I just kind of accept it. And I think the the biggest thing is just I try not to get mad about it. I, I believe what you said, Justin, is so important that you've got to have a routine. Mm-hmm. And I will say this part two of that for me is don't make it a battle. If you right. if you make it a battle, you get into a battle of wills with your child, that is not going to be a winning scenario for you. And so I am a firm believer in just stay calm. You know, if they need a minute to calm themselves down, if it's 815 instead of eight, by the time she gets into bed, well, we don't have any time to read books tonight, honey. I'm sorry. You know, you took extra yeah. time, but, you know, you you still you don't lose that much time in your evening, I guess. So yeah, that's we, kind we of my general very, philosophy. We do a very similar thing to that. You know, we, uh, we, you know, my son, he, he normally gets about, uh, you know, three to four stories or so at night, but you know, we let him know if he's downstairs and he's throwing a fit, like, okay, hey, you just lost the story for the night, you know? So now you're down to two, yep. you know, you, you get three and then it's like, exact same thing. you know, and he's had nights where, you know, he'll go upstairs and he'll be, you know, he's, he's in bed and he's like, okay, story time. Be like, sorry, man, you lost story time. This, you know, it's, it's a, we've got a hard out, you know, it's, it's, it's a time. He does have a much earlier bedtime. Um, you know, normally he's, he's in bed and whichever one of us puts him down for bed is back downstairs and relaxed by seven or so. Oh, know. wow. But like we've talked about, you know, Chris, I know you and I have talked about this too. You know, he, he doesn't take naps during the day. So right, by, yeah. by Ellie five, normally still does take a nap. Yep. Right. By 5.30, 5.45, right after dinner, he's starting to crash. He's, you know, he's rubbing his eyes. His head is kind of bobbing up and down. So, um, so uh, Daryl, what's a yeah. oh, man. What's it like with three? Yeah. <laughs> so it's we, same, right? <laughs> it's, it's similar. We start, we, we finish dinner around seven fifteen. And they're and then we we could take them upstairs. They don't always take a, take a shower every night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's every other night. Sometimes it's every other other night, which is fine. Whatever, you know. Um, most of the time, if it's seven seven fifteen and we're done with dinner, then we're, we're upstairs playing in the playroom, letting them have some t- together time. Right now, they're reading books for school. They're finishing up, you know, their 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 teeth and using the restroom or not. And, you know, the problem for us 
happens when one kid needs to use the restroom, the other kid has already used the restroom, but then he has to go again, then he's thirsty, then he needs to go go poop, and then he needs to go do this, and it's like you're done a bunch, yeah. What what the heck? Like you can't like no. Like enough's enough. Like now you're just stalling. Now you're frustrating me. Um, you know, the uh, baby, actually all, all three of them, we've always sang him a couple songs and there's never really been story time. We just do songs. Um, so if they get in trouble before bedtime, it's, you're going to lose your song and they've, they've come to enjoy their song time. Right. Um, and so we, we've always sang two songs, uh, that are about a minute a piece. And then we say our prayers, go to bed and, Lately, the older kids have have wanted to kind of come out of their bedroom and kind of start talking and play together. It's like, guys, you know, you can't do this at night. You know, you have school in the morning, you know, so they're trying to understand, you know, that that they can't just keep playing and keep goofing off. It's time to rest. It's time to go to bed. Right. So it sounds like all three of us tend to have things that we, um, you know, for lack of a better word, hold over our kids head. You know, so that can oh, yeah. be kind of a kind of a tip or a trick, you know, and, and that's <clears throat> I think that just goes back to, um, you know, as funny as it sounds of just like, oh, well, you know, I use it to bribe them or, or whatever. Um, in a way, it's true, you know, but that also goes back to what I was mentioning uh, at the start of the episode was was that it's important to have that routine, because if you don't have something, you know, like, uh, you know, Chris, for your daughter and my son, the stories, or Daryl, you know, for your kids, the songs, if you don't have something that's part of their routine that they look forward to on a normal basis, it doesn't do any good to take it away from them. You know, if you never, uh, never sing your kids songs before bed and you go, okay, well, no songs tonight, they'd be all right, whatever. (laughs) You know, sure. sure. I don't like books anyway, you know? Um, so I think that would definitely be one of my, uh, you know, or, or, or I should say, you know, tips and tricks, uh, you know, what about you guys? Any, any other little advice or, or tidbits you've picked up, um, that you'd give to, you know, parents, newer parents kind of entering that phase of the kid's childhood. Yeah. I mean, I will, I'll toss a couple of them out here. And, and again, the disclaimer is the tips and tricks, if they work for you, great. If they don't, don't force it because, yeah. you know, you might be listening to this and going, well, my kid doesn't care about about books or about songs or something. And so I can't I can't take that away. And I think that's fine. Kind of going back to what we talked about a minute ago, not making it a battle, making it very clear. OK, here's the expectation. If you don't meet this, like if, if you are getting out of bed after I've asked you to go to bed, you know, after it's bedtime, it close the door, you're getting out of bed. There's going to be a consequence. If you are going to throw a fit and cry and not get in your pajamas, there's going to be a consequence. Like helping them understand that process that X happens and so Y happens, I think that is always going to work. And it's just about you finding what is the thing that they they want that's, you know, kind of their little privilege or their little treat or something at the end of the night that that will help you do it. Um, One of the big things I would say is try to rely on your partner, you know, as much as you can. Justin, I like that you and your wife kind of switch off. Daryl, it sounds like with three, you and your wife are always kind of tag teaming and, and yeah. you know, getting in there together to do it. 
Um, I think that's lots of tag teaming. Yeah. And I think that's super important for the kids as well as for the adults, you know, and, and again, if you're a working dad, like I know there's a, a couple of dads I've met at some of the Charlotte dads meetups that really the only time they get to see their kids might be in that 30 minutes or so between they get home from work and then their kid goes to bed. And so like being there to, to help out, it might feel like I've got to do all this on my own. And so, oh gosh, you know, if I only get 30 minutes or an hour or something with my kids, I got to be able to do this on my own. Well, no, you don't. You know, you you aren't expected to be Superman all the time. You know, you can have some help, especially if you have multiple. So I would say ask your partner for help, you know, if that's something that you need and you feel comfortable with. Um, and then also try and make it peaceful. You know, I like Justin, you talked about no screen time, trying to help them wind down. I think that's super important, too, to be able to have like quiet time toys, coloring books, quiet play, maybe talk to grandma and grandpa as long as grandma and grandpa aren't get them riled up or something. But, yeah, we're generally not like having dance parties or, you know, getting the TV on or or something like that. That's going to make it harder for Ellie to calm down versus easier. Right. Yeah, it's definitely I mean, the, you know. And and again, it all, I I really, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it all just still comes back to that, the importance of just having a routine in general, because then you know what works, you know, you know what's coming next, Um, you know, but at the same time, being able to change that routine if it's not working, right? What about uh, um, like co-sleeping? Do you guys do anything like that? You know, does it, does it, if you have, does it affect your evening or anything like that? Or did it? We have never co-sleeped. So I, I can't speak to that one. We had Ellie in her crib pretty much as soon as she got home from the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and it was like right next door to ours and we had a baby monitor. So we weren't super worried about it, but it's just not something we've done. Right. Yeah. We never did co-sleeping at all. Uh, my wife sleeps or is such a light sleeper rather that it didn't matter if the baby just went, eh, she'd be up and she'd be worried. And so within, you know, I would say the first two or three weeks, maybe a month when the baby is, you know, cluster feeding a lot during the middle of the night, mm-hmm. then, you know, we would keep her, keep him in a uh, pack and play right beside the bed. Right. And then it just got to be so exhausting for her that she was like, I'm done. I'm exhausted. I hear every little coo and ca and movement that I'm not getting any sleep. Yeah. And so we moved to, funny story. We actually moved uh, in our old house when we had Ethan, it was only Ethan. We actually moved him from our bed to the couch inside of one of those boppy pillows. Oh yeah. Uh, and put a bunch of pillows around him yeah. and he slept better there than he did in the pack and play. And he would sleep <laughs> six, seven hours at a time. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was like a breath of fresh air. And then the other two at the, at this new house, um, they were in the pack and play. And then, you know, after a while we were like, okay, we, we can't sleep. Yeah. She's up. She's, you know, the louder the noise got, the more I woke up. <laughs> Right. And eventually we just put them in their crib and, you know, with a baby monitor, video monitor, 
Um, and then we just learn to kind of, you know, when they're like freaking out crying, yeah. then we'll go in and kind of figure out what's going on. Cause it, you know, when it's the middle of the night and you're, you're passed out cause you're so, so tired and, uh, it's pitch black dark and you can't hardly see anything. There's Legos everywhere. You are like, what the hell is going on here? My life is just, it's, it's insane, yeah. you know, that you're having to do all this. Uh, for this little baby, but at the end of the day, it's, it's totally worth it. Oh yeah, yeah. We, you know, we co-slept. See, I'm I'm the the outcast here. You know, we co-slept with my son, <clears throat> um, for a lot longer than we had intended to. Um, you know, he he was a he just had a really rough uh, uh, like infancy. He he cried a lot. He was up. I mean, it wasn't <clears throat> quite colicky, but it was close to at several points um, and kind of inconsolable. So we had him in, in our room um, in San Diego when we lived there. And then when we moved out here, he was six months. And so we just, we set up his crib in our bedroom at our first house. We rented out here. Um, and then by the time it kind of got better and he was sleeping through the night, we, cause he, he really didn't sleep through the night until fully through the night. I mean, until maybe one, you know, about one years old, uh, you know, the amount of times he did, I could probably count on one hand. Um, and then when we, when we bought our house up here in Harrisburg, we set him up in his room and he's been fine in it ever since. Um, with my daughter, she sleeps, we have a bassinet that's right next to my wife's side of the bed. Um, and it's complete opposite. Like we were kind of expecting a, a similar situation to baby number one, you know, she slept through the night. She's three months today and she's already slept through the night multiple times. Um, you relatively speak, I mean, she'll wake up around like four thirty-five. So you pretty much, you know, if she goes to falls asleep for the last time or eats the last time at around seven 30, that, that's a solid stretch. You know, uh, we're, we're happy with that. So yeah, we did the co-sleeping. Um, it doesn't really change our routines too much with, the baby right now, just because she's so young that it's just kind of part of it. You know, the, the only question that we have each night is who gets to take the baby upstairs, who takes the dogs out before bed. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds very, very familiar for us, you know, it's, but now that the kids have gotten older, it's a part of, you know, at least the older two, it's a part of their nightly routine. Mm -hmm. is one of them feeds the dog and the other right. one goes upstairs and gets ready for bed. And then, and then the next night it's the other kid, you know, so we're, you know, not only are we trying to keep them on a routine, but we're also trying to remember to teach them or remind them that, that we're kind of teaching them responsibility. you like, like this is, this is your family dog. You take care of him. You know, you need to not only do that, but they're also in charge of clearing the table after dinner. You know, so so now that they're older, which has been been an absolute godsend, honestly, <laughs> because now they're they're able to do more and that kind of takes the pressure off of us. Right. And, and, you know, like you mentioned, too, that becomes part of their routine. You know, it becomes part of the 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 night's rituals in, in a sense, you know, have you guys ever, have you guys experienced anything like your kids getting up and getting out of bed or getting out of their room? You know, after, like, let's say, I know Daryl, you mentioned sometimes they'll want to get out, but let's say 
let's say it's not within the first 30 minutes of putting them down. You know, if you had the experience of a couple hours, they get out and, and, and work. Yeah. Well, like, time, if that happens for us, it is, you're fine. Nothing's wrong. Go back to bed. Right. Period. Um, sometimes they like, you know, my middle son, he's, he's been, been in this lying stage lately and we've been trying to figure out why he's doing it, where it's coming from and kind of all kind of the backstory, you know, we're trying to figure out where it's coming from. And, um, and so for him, he, it was last, last Monday, he, uh, he said he woke up at three, three, three o'clock in the morning, threw up in the bathroom, didn't come talk to either one of us at all. And then went, went, went back to bed and didn't want to go to school. And we were like, um, okay, like if you threw up, like you would have came and talked to us, there would have been evidence, there would have been, you know, kind of all of that, you know? And so granted the fact that he's been lying to us a little bit more lately, it's been kind of like, okay, well, we're not sure if we believe you or not. Like, you know, so his, his choice was, well, I'm sick. I'm not going to school. Well, it's like, well, okay, well now you're going to stay in your bedroom all day, you know? And, oh, well, I'm feeling better now. Well, you lied to me, you know? So, th- so there's a certain level of, you know, it depends on what time of the night it happens. You know, if it's in the middle of the night and there's a thunderstorm or something, you know, whatever, you know, we, we're reassuring. It's okay. It'll pass. It's fine. Um, but when it comes to like this, this season that we're in, like the end of the year, colds and flus and stuff, whatever, start ramping up. It's, you know, you know, especially if the baby gets sick, then it's like, okay, you know, we got to make sure that his nose is sucked out. He right. gets medicine, you know, consistently during the night. If he wakes up, it, it's, it's more of a hassle for the little one. The olders they're they seem to be a little better now that they're older. They can kind of still stay asleep and be fine. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's basically us. Yeah, we actually haven't had much of that happen where, um, you know, Ellie wakes up. She's always been a good sleeper. So what we have is she'll be awake for, you know, an hour, hour and a half sometimes. Not often, um, but sometimes. And what it is is she's going through a phase right now. She's three, almost four, where she's kind of giving up naps. So a couple of times a week, she'll skip nap. And on those days... She'll go to bed and she'll be asleep, you know, dead asleep right away. Right. And then she'll take a big nap the next day and then it'll kind of taper off over three, four days. And towards the end of that, you know, if she takes a nap for an hour or so, she might be up for an hour or so after going to bed. And it's just her body's kind of not ready to give it up completely. But, you know, or she might be all wound up about something. If we had kind of like what we talked about a minute ago, if we had a little more energetic evening she might be kind of spun up. And so we've just never gotten rid of the baby monitor. I guess it's just still kind of a crutch for us, but so we'll have it with us and I'll hear her kind of whispering, talking, playing with her dolls. And it's, we put her to bed at eight and it's nine, nine fifteen, And I'm going in there going, you need to close your eyes. You need to stop playing. You need to go to sleep. You're going to be <laughs> tired in the morning. And then of course, selfishly, 
her not getting enough sleep really throws a wrench in my day. You know, the next day I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I got to, she's got swim lessons. She needs energy for it. Or we've got to go do this. Like, I don't want a sleepy, fussy toddler in the morning. So right, yeah, I, I haven't had her getting up and out of bed coming out, but you know, I'm sure, you know, once she gets to the kids, like, you know, Daryl, your kids' age, I, I have no doubt it will happen to us too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're not really there yet either. Um, you know, my son's just getting used to being able to climb in and out of his own bed by himself because we we took off the wall of his crib and put the little thing on, you know, just to stop him from falling the the transition bed or whatever. Um, you know, he's actually at the point where he doesn't uh he's still when he wakes up in the morning, he hasn't figured out that he can come out on his own. So we have to our you know, baby monitors have the two way uh comm system. So we have to just kind of reach out to him like, Hey bud, you wanna come downstairs and hang out? You know, so, uh, well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, we're all kind of just in agreement about the importance of having a routine, the importance of sticking to a routine, um, you know, making it fun, making it enjoyable, but making it something that, uh, you know, some of the tips and tricks of giving the kids something to, to look forward to, and then in essence, be able to use against them, uh, for, again, for lack of a better term. So let's kind of end this uh talk tonight with you know what about the importance of relaxation and and unwinding time afterwards you know what do you guys do what do you and your spouse do to relax or you know job well done once all the kids are in bed so for us most of the time we uh honestly (laughs) most of the time my wife grabs her laptop and and has to do a few more hours of work unfortunately Mm -hmm. Um, but most of the time we're, we're sitting, we're binge watching, you know, different shows and stuff, whatever. Uh, most of the time we have a bowl of ice cream or some kind of dessert that the kids have usually lost by, by the time dinner's over. Right. Um, you know, so we're, we're just kind of, I mean, we're not really talking much, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I've kind of adapted to the fact that, you know, sometimes we, we're just exhausted by the end of the day that it's okay just to have you know, her or I in the same space together without any other distractions like that. That just seems like such a relief sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, Hey honey, let's, let's, let's spoon. Let's talk. Let's, you know, it's like, hold up. No, I'm, I'm tired. She's tired. She, she has work to do. Let's just be in the same room together and laugh at whatever we're watching on TV Mm -hmm. and let that be just, completely brainless activity. It's that, that concept of being alone together, right? Exactly. And just enjoy exactly. Yeah. You know, enjoying the peace and quiet. What about you, Chris? You know, we're, we're a little different. Um, I think probably it comes from us having only one. And so we're not quite as wrecked at the end of the night. I'm sure as if we had three, um, we try and make a little bit of time each night to, kind of just talk and catch up because you guys know when you have, when you have kids around, even if you're like my wife's working from home and has been since all the quarantine started. So we're in the same space all day. We don't necessarily get a chance to talk. She's working. She's on meetings. I'm running in and out. I'm out doing errands. I'm taking care of Ellie. Then we have family dinner. Ellie wants to tell mommy all about her day. We're running bath bed, exhale. And hi, how are you? How was your day? You know, so we try and spend maybe 15, 30 minutes a night just to kind of connect. A lot of times we'll have a, a beer or a glass of wine or something. That That's something we do a lot of nights. 
And then we may watch a TV show. We're both big readers, so we've always got a book we're reading. And it might be kind of like what Daryl was talking about, being in the same space, maybe both of us on one end of the same couch, but both of us are reading a book. Or we might have a project we're trying to get done. Um, that's also when I find little times to be able to do the house stuff I can't do with Ellie. You know, I can clean a little bit while she runs around and helps me, but I can't sit down and pay bills or do the budget or return emails or something like that. So honestly, it, it, the fastest two hours of my day are that time between eight and 10 when I start winding down to go to bed myself. I don't know how you guys feel. No, I agree. Uh, you know, we, we do a very similar thing. Um, you know, we're, we've kind of, we do, a lot of the similar stuff. I mean, we usually it's pour a glass of wine or a bit of whiskey or something like that. And then, you know, we'll, we'll sit down, we'll watch some TV, but we always, we've kind of have an unspoken rule in a sense of, you know, once we, once my son's in bed, I mean, with the baby, the baby's still up, she's with us or whatever. Um, she's usually asleep though, or finishing her last meal, um, before she just passes out in her swing but, you know, our unspoken rule is kind of for a good 15, 20 minutes, there's no TV, there's no phones. And we just, we do what you said, Chris, we just kind of talk and we catch up and just, how you doing? How was work today? You know, and it it's converse, it's kind of in a way, a way for us to finish a conversation that we may have started at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, right. Exactly. You know, it's just a way to, hey, we were talking about this or, you know, I didn't get to talk to you your last two hours of work. So how'd it go? You know, because we try not to talk, you know, shop in a sense when it's like playtime with the kids, especially because, you know, even though my wife's right upstairs, she has been working all day. So, you know, it's not fair to my son for her to come down and us just to talk about work nonstop. So we kind of save it for that. And you, you know, can digest through some problems and everything too. So and then after that, it's put on a bit of TV and, and see how long we can stay conscious on the couch before going upstairs. <laughs> you know, some sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Uh, or I mean, sometimes it's a long time. Sometimes uh, we're like, "Oh man, what time is it?" And it's like eight forty-five. So, right. Oh man. From time to time, yeah, you know. But we're up usually at around five a.m. anyway. So, um, Ooh, it, that's rough. Yeah, yeah that, well, that's brutal. Yeah brutal well you know after after listening to and kind of kind of chatting about all of these um think different options that we have as parents for a nightly routine you know again it is important to make sure that that we say we are not perfect in this this is you know this is something that we have had to adapt to with every child every child is different the way that they they end up responding to a nighttime routine is very different for every child you know so make sure that you know as you as a listener make sure that you understand that we're not perfect in this we have tried by fire sometimes it feels like and and we are not perfect in this at all uh, but we are trying we are we are doing our best to make sure that our kids are on the best routine that that will help them succeed in life yeah um, so thank you guys for, for listening to the Charlotte Dads Group podcast. Make sure to listen and subscribe on any of the platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, 
Amazon and wherever else you listen to your podcast on. Uh, and for all things Charlotte Dads Group, make sure to visit www.charlottedadsgroup.com. Hope everyone has a wonderful night. Thanks for listening.